0: Keep crying. McMonigle here with you already. Paul's riding the pot. I have no idea what's going on. The volume's all over the place. That's how we like to roll here on our midnight rides. I got you for five hours. 877 337 66 for the warm-up show. There he is again. Paul, who's, you know, I heard him with Keith just interject his dog talk for no reason. Keith is talking about his... Keith is talking about his son and whether or not what sport his son's going to play when he grows up. And Paul just interjects, get him into dogs. Paul, I love you. And I saw the video and I'm really happy that someone actually gave you a gift. But, and you should, uh, the dog company sent Paul a gift full of dog toys. He's out there. He's on the newsroom playing with tennis balls. It's very exciting. He got a new hat and everything. I'm happy for him. But he's just blatantly interjecting dog talk. I appreciate it. Look, You'll have your time. I know you love those dogs, Paul. Everyone loves a good four-legged friend. That's true. That's a man's best friend. And you know what I was thinking of? I think we need a new best friend. Because it's, it's just desolate times here. So I'm thinking about it today, right? So obviously, we're watching the NFL playoffs. Oh, uh, I think the Devils were the only local team that played tonight. So we had no basketball. Limited hockey. We're watching... The replay of the games. We're thinking about where we are as a, a sports city and what's going on. Nothing is happening. Nothing is happening with the baseball. Just absolutely nothing in free agency. Will the Yankees sign up for, Will the Yankees look at the bullpen? Will the Mets do anything? I, nothing. So I'm thinking about it. I'm trying to be positive, and I'm looking for a new best friend. I'm looking for something to be positive about. And you know what? Today I'm listening, and I'm frustrated. You know, it's it's finally time. I am sick and tired of the uh, the Aaron Rodgers bashing. Like, I'm just sick. The man played golf. And somehow, oh, he's selfish, and oh, he faked the... Let me tell you something right now. As we watch, as we watch these NFL playoffs, and we see particularly the AFC, and even the AFC East, let me tell you something right now. That healthy son of a gun who's recovered faster from an Achilles heel injury than anyone on recorded history who's already back to playing golf, which, by the way, that great teammate that is Aaron Rodgers took the offensive line on a Vegas golf trip. He's out there swinging. He's got a hole in one. Let me tell you something right now. As we watch it and we watch the vaunted AFC that we've heard about forever, all the quarterbacks, all the best young quarterbacks are in the AFC. The AFC is so tough. Let me tell you something. Next year, this Jet team is going to be as good as any of them. The Jets have a window here with Aaron Rodgers that I've never felt better about watching the AFC playoffs. Yes, the Baltimore Ravens look like an absolute juggernaut. Lamar Jackson's a deserved MVP. He's an absolute stud. And right now, whether they lose running backs, they lose their superstar tight end, they have a great head coach, they have a great program, And this guy is an absolute stud. And right now, as much as I love the 49er roster and I expect it to be Baltimore and the 49ers in the Super Bowl, if the Baltimore Ravens are not the Super Bowl champs, the best team lost. Because the Ravens are the best team in the NFL this year. They're the best team all year. They're the best team right now. The Ravens are an absolute stud. But if you look besides that, And you look at all the vaunted teams inside the AFC. You are currently watching. I don't care they're in the AFC Championship again. And I understand how good Patrick Mahomes is. And this combination of Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes have been a proven winner in this postseason. They are the next, you know, dynasty almost. If they win another one, for sure. I don't expect them to. But, hey, you never know. That's how good they are. But this is the worst variation of the Kansas City Chiefs we've seen. And I understand they've turned it on. They turned it on against a Bills team that's been decimated by injuries and a Miami team that couldn't show up in the cold. And they figured out a way. Who also lost pass rushers defensively. And they put two good performances here in the postseason offensively. But by far, anyone would admit this is the worst adoration and worst offense that the Kansas City Chiefs have had under the Patrick Mahomes era. Then you look at Buffalo. Buffalo's the talk of the town, losing this game. Are they ever going to be able to make it over the hill? We talk about the the level of, of where they are with their salary cap, the number they're already over, the, looking, the, the idea that Diggs has clearly lost a step. The connection with Allen and Diggs is nowhere near what it used to be, which is what made the team dynamic offensively for a lot. And as great as Allen is, the rest of this team, the defense – uh, coached by a coach right now that the talk of the town is whether or not he's still going to be the head coach, whether or not Bill Belichick would step in, which I can't imagine him going to Buffalo, but that would be one hell of a story. But ultimately, this team that got better under under the Brady, the new offensive coordinator, that turned into a run game pretty much, continues to fall short in its biggest moments. And right now, I don't know what the rest of the roster is going to look like next year. I don't know. I mean, really, Gabe, Gabe Davis, like... He he couldn't play this year, but obviously this last week. But I don't know if Diggs and Allen will ever be the same. If Diggs is the same kind of player, if he'll even be on the team next year. And how many times can you continue to push the ball up the 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 boulder up the hill, only to have it fall down? Like I don't know how many more years they they just went six and six and worked their asses back into winning this division, and still can't get over the hump. Eventually, that takes a toll on you. So when you look at this division that Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets are going to be in, you got the Buffalo Bills who, in my mind, have just hit a wall. And I, and I don't know where they are cap-wise, and we'll see what they are next year. You've got a Miami, a Miami Dolphins team that has now proven, A, all year long, as good as they can be, as dynamic as this offense is, as incredible as Hill can be, Besides the Dallas Cowboys, who are frauds themselves, what, who's the—name me a team, a damn good team that, that Miami beat all year long. And then if they don't have the perfect elements, if the weather isn't perfect, if everyone's not healthy, if, if everything's not perfect, that offense is a precise passing game. And if it's windy, if it's cold, Tua and that offense don't work. And I understand that they're still in the, you like their head coach and what their odds have become. I still don't trust them as far as I can throw them. And you look around the rest of the landscape of the AFC, the Cincinnati Bengals and Burrow dynamic, how, how, how often has he been injured? Who knows when he'll come back next year with an arm problem, let alone his offensive coordinator, Brian Callahan, is about to get the job in Tennessee. New offensive coordinator, coming off injuries yet again. How about Lawrence and the Jags? Oh, the Jags are going to be great forever. And that they couldn't win this lousy division. Trevor Lawrence had a miserable year because of injury at the second half, but still couldn't win this lousy division, lost every single game down the stretch but one, and absolutely blew it and fell on their face. C.J. Stroud has now emerged, but he's still a rookie off one year with a roster that, yes, hey, they're building something. They want a playoff game, but we've seen right here with the Giants what a new coach and winning one playoff game means. Absolutely nothing necessarily. Although, as much as I love C.J. Stroud, we have no idea. This is the time right now is watching the NFL, and we're getting ready for the championship games, and we look at this team. I'm sorry. I'll still, I feel as good as I've ever felt about this window of the New York Jets. With Aaron Rodgers, this defense, and their need to go all in and their ability to go out there and get a wide receiver, they've got a top 10 draft pick, go out there, fix the offensive line, and you can be right in this spot a year from today. A year from today, as we talk about who's the next team that can win a championship and whether it's the Rangers And even though they have some of the faults, and I'm concerned with their goalie right now, that would still be the answer. But whether we're talking about the Rangers, obviously the Yankees had Juan Soto, but still don't go all in. The Mets are pretty much punting on the year. The Knicks are right there as good as they've ever been in 20 years. But do they have that next superstar? Are they good enough to take on the the Celtics of the NBA? Are they good enough to take on the Bucs? Are they good enough to win an NBA championship? Because honestly, as I look over the landscape of the city and our doldrums that we are in currently, and I look at the AFC picture, and I look at the NFL landscape, call me crazy. If Aaron Rodgers is healthy next year, we will be talking about the New York Jets playing this week next year. They have a window. They can absolutely go do it. This team can do it. I believe in the defense. I believe in Rodgers after, you know I mean? And it's just, I'm just tired. Listen, I don't, I don't agree with everything he says on Pat McAfee, nor do I think he should be out there saying it all. And I was killing him the last two weeks or two weeks ago when he's talking about, you know, getting rid of the noise and all that matters is winning. And then he's going on Pat McAfee on these long rants about COVID and the vaccines and, and, and Epstein Island and Jimmy Kimmel. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. But that doesn't change. And now, you know, Jordan Love wins a couple of games for Green Bay and wins a playoff game and plays the Niners tight, and suddenly that's an indictment on Rodgers? Playing golf's an indictment on Rodgers? Let me tell you something. You are talking about one of the handful of greatest quarterbacks to ever play. And if he's healthy and they can add another wide receiver to go along with what we've seen from Garrett Wilson, to go along with clearly the, emer- the absolute emergence the last few weeks Of the run game and what we saw. I mean, there is no doubt. There is no doubt. In my mind. That this defense, this team, and that quarterback are good enough to now compete in an AFC as I watch it. That I no longer feel the same way about. I don't feel the same way about the Buffalo Bills. As dynamic as the offense was of the Miami Dolphins. You saw how it went down the stretch. You've seen all year, every time they were tested against a good team in this league, they folded and what happened in the postseason. That offense, Tua looked like he couldn't throw the football. The Cincinnati Bengals have Burrow injured. Might have a new offensive coordinator. Lawrence had a miserable year and they they blew a division that they absolutely should have won with their eyes closed. And unless the Chiefs had a whole bunch of wide receivers... It could be the worst offense the Chiefs have had in forever, despite the fact that they're right back in the championship game. That might speak more to the rest of the AFC than it does the Kansas City Chiefs. And so I, for one, as I'm looking for positives, as we are getting ready for a championship weekend that our two teams could not be further away from, as we talk about this baseball offseason off season having absolutely no buzz to it, no life to it, and we're just waiting for the season to start and pitches and catches to start on February 14th, as we look and pray and beg our, our hockey teams and our basketball teams that haven't really you know been championship contenders forever, it's certainly the Knicks, I turn to the Jets. I still do, and I look at Aaron Rodgers, and I look at that team, and I look at the fading landscape of the AFC, and I say, why not them? Why not them? 877-337-6666. We could also do the Giants, too. Look at their division. Cowboys, Eagles, in complete upheaval. Who knows, who is Wink Martindale going to go coach in Philadelphia? Who else, you know, what are they going to do with their coordinators? It sounds like Sirianni keeps his job. McCarthy's still in, D- in Dallas. Does that mean they're frauds? Giants, hopefully, will be drafting a quarterback. It might be a quicker turnaround than we think when you look at the rest of the NFL. The Jets just need to make sure they get a legitimate backup quarterback, whether it be Jacoby Brissett or whether it be Gardner Minshew, I don't care who. But I, I, what I've seen from the from the AFC here and what I think about the future of that division, the Jets are right there. The Jets are right there. And there is no reason why a year from now we shouldn't be talking about Aaron Rodgers and the Jets in this game next year. 877-337-6666. McMonigle here with you for the next... Almost four hours on our five-hour midnight ride. We got a lot to get to. We'll get to those Knicks and the Hardenstein injury and seeing what kind of depth they should add. I've been going on and on about adding some guard depth. Do they need some size if Hardenstein is dealing with a, a an ankle or foot injury for a long period of time? We're getting to the Baseball Hall of Fame. The vote is tomorrow. I got a strong opinion about one of the guys on the ballot that not many people are talking about. And then, of course, we got news today that there is going to be something we haven't heard at least I haven't heard since 1993. So we got to get to that. Let's talk about it. 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. Yeah, that's right, I'm optimistic about the Jets. Yeah, that's right, I don't hate Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> that's right, I still think he's pretty damn good when Elf. And yeah, that's right. I think the Jets can be pretty good inside this window for the next two years. And honestly, looking at the AFC, I don't think the same I thought about the Jags. I thought the Jags were going to be on the rise. I remember doing the pre-show. They were an overpick of mine. I had, uh, as a sneaky MVP pick, I had Trevor Lawrence. I thought the Jags were going to be real good. I don't think that anymore. I mean... The Browns have done a nice job, but they don't really – I didn't even mention them. They don't – right now with Watson, I I don't know what he is. That defense doesn't travel as well as it does play at home. And they just got embarrassed by the upstart Houston uh, Texans, who I would take seriously. And obviously Baltimore, but the Steelers don't have a quarterback. I mean, maybe if the right coach gets with the with the the Chargers, maybe they can become something. But until then, they've been one of the more underachieving teams in football. We we count them in him, and we count Herbert as one of the big time quarterbacks in the AFC. But when have they ever made noise? Blew a blew a playoff game. You know, you can't lose the last time they. You know, I mean, they really haven't done anything. And I really think right now the Bills, I don't know how you feel good about them anymore. Like, that was a game they had to win. And not that I don't love Josh Allen. He's tremendous. But they have a they have a problem with their cap. They're getting older. Diggs looks like he's lost the step. Forget to drop pass. I mean, he, he wasn't even a dynamic part of the offense for the entire second half. Like, that connection, like, to me was the Bills. Josh Allen made that next leap when Diggs got there. And that's gone. That's gone. And I I, I just look around the landscape of the AFC and I understand the Chiefs are back in the game and, hey, how can you take the Chiefs lightly? I'm not taking the Chiefs lightly. They're incredible to be back into this game. But if this version of the Chiefs is good enough, then I think an Aaron Rodgers-led Jets can be good enough. And that's why you chase it. And that's why you stick with the head coach. And that's why you stick with the GM. Because Aaron Rodgers and this team can win. And nobody this side of Baltimore right now, and that's subject to change. Who knows? Lamar Jackson's had his injury histories. Anything can happen. I don't see it down. There was that gauntlet when he first came here. Just last year. At the beginning of last year. Prior to this year, what was the talk? The gauntlet that is the AFC. And all these young quarterbacks. And why would you want to come here? There's so many young, talented quarterbacks. Blah, 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 blah. Now you watch watched them for a year? Two and Miami have a dynamic offense. Do they scare you in a big game? They don't scare me. I mean, Burrow's been great, but now he's coming off multiple seasons that end with injury a leg injury now an arm injury he's he's lost his offensive coordinator i don't think that's official but he's going to get the job in tennessee so he'll be dealing with a new offensive coordinator coming off injuries i mean for the long term i still feel pretty good about cincinnati but next year next year i don't know i said the jags aren't as good i pittsburgh doesn't have a quarterback i i don't think the i mean i don't think the cardinals <laughs> Uh, was on the, hey, I'm, that's the, I the. That's I don't mean the Cardinals, I'm sorry. The, uh, the Broncos, who, you know, even with um, Peyton there, I don't expect them to make the step up. I mean, who are we talking about, the Raiders? We got to see where some of these head coaches land. You might feel different if Bill Belichick lands somewhere or Harbaugh lands somewhere. But right now, the landscape of the AFC does not scare me as much as it did just a year ago. And if Aaron Rodgers can be healthy, and he's out there playing golf, knocking in holes in one, which, by the way, I 100% believe he did. After he was voted, and the team absolutely loves him. They voted him the most inspirational player. He's taken the offensive line to golf trips in Vegas. Like, whatever you think about him, and as much nonsense as he's brought, and as much as he's to blame for some of the failures of this past season, I'm as optimistic and as positive about the Jets next year as I've ever been. Watching this playoff landscape, watching the way the AFC has gone makes me feel so much better about the Jets. 877-337-6666. William in Southbury, Connecticut. What's up William?
1: Hey, I uh I love I love the positivity about the Jets, believe me. I am a uh, I'm a massive long-time Jets fan. And I love the fact that you uh, just ripped down basically every single AFC team, the way they're the way they're playing and all that. I get it. But the Jets have just as many question marks as any of these other teams. Oh, sure. Okay. I mean I guess, yeah. You know, they like and I, I would argue with you that, that they have more question marks than they did going into last offseason. You know? I mean we have See, I don't know. three out it's, of now they three have three out of five yeah, on the offensive line right now that really need to be Looked at and and thought about. Yeah. I mean, you have ABT and you have Chipman. That is it. Yeah. And outside of gear. Yeah, but
0: see, but uh, let me just.
1: You need another positive weapon on the outside. No
0: doubt. So here's the thing, though. a lot
1: of positions to fill.
0: I understand that. But you know what? You found out the guys you had in those spots were wrong. You know, what I'm saying like you've answered the question. Lazard right. can't be that guy. I, you've answered. You've answered it. the question that Makai Becton can't be on your offensive line. Now you got to go about the way finding guys who, to replace it. You actually had a season to see some of your flaws and have an and have an idea of what needs changing. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the, it, yeah. the, I feel I, 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 understand. I feel a little bit more optimistic. But of course there are but I, what I'm saying is is the competition isn't as as tough as I thought. And if Aaron Rodgers is healthy, and that's like the thing you don't know about the Jets. They've played with such poor quarterback play that if they actually got Aaron Rodgers in there, <laughs> I mean I don't I don't know how much the offense changes. I think dramatically. I, I, think, he'll make,
1: I think he'll make a huge difference. I yeah. think he'll make a huge difference. But at the same time, you're also trusting a GM that when he came in four years ago, promised to fix this offensive line, right? Promised to do that, and now all of a sudden we've given him a high end first round draft pick, a high end free agent who he signed in in Lincoln Tomlinson, yep. And he has blown both of those calls. So now you're trusting him again mm-hmm. to do that, and, and it's, it's it's scary. It's it's very scary. I, believe me, huge Jets fan. I really hope that you're right and that the AFC is a lot weaker than it it really was last year, or at least what we thought it was going into it. And if the Jets can turn this around, and Rodgers is Rodgers, because if Rodgers is Rodgers, you know it's going to be a lot easier and that they can make the mediocre players on the offensive line and a secondary receiver that's maybe not as elite as Garrett Wilson work. Right. But it's going to be difficult for them to do that and and, uh, to trust Joe Douglas to be the right person to make that decision is everybody's on the hot seat. Every single person is on the hot seat. Salah is on the hot seat. Douglas. Oh is on the hot yeah, seat. of course. And and, and and guess what? Believe it or not, after this year, all of these rookies that were drafted in this elite draft class—the one saving grace of Joe Douglas is that elite draft class that he had—and all of these guys are about to be up for deals. What? How do you make decisions? Do these guys want to stay here? Does Brees Hall want to stay here? Does Garrett Wilson want to stay here?
0: Well, for next year, that's not an issue.
1: I know it's not an issue next year. But now all of a sudden, next year, there is so much pressure. No doubt. So much pressure. No, I agree. And they know it. They know it.
0: Oh, absolutely. This is the year. I mean, they've been granted a gift by not being fired this year. Totally agree. Next year, I mean, there's hot seat. It's flat out win or you're out. There, There is no hot seat. Like, they're beyond, they're beyond the hot seat. If they're well aware next year is the year. It doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter if Aaron Rodgers stays healthy or not. They have to win or they're done. I, I don't think there's any doubt. I don't think Salah has any misconception. I don't think Douglas has any confusion on the idea that they were given an, a, 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 a mulligan, to use a golf term, since we're talking about Rodgers playing golf. They were given a mulligan this year because they have a forty-year-old quarterback who who wants them to be here, and the and really the franchise and the owner have no choice but to follow through with the the plan that they they started when they traded for Rodgers. There's really nothing else to do. Like I understand that Bill Belichick's out there, and I understand Vrabel was fired, and I understand other coaches who were more successful had been fired, and you know there's Vrabel out there, and maybe even Pete Carroll out there to bring. I don't know if you'd bring him back, but. Uh, Pete Carroll, J- Harbaugh, like, an, a legendary coach and a and a team builder, coming off a national championship in Michigan. So like, there's there's options out there, and there's p- coaches who are far better getting fired. And why is Salah? And because there's nothing else to do. You are stuck with Aaron Rodgers at least for one more year here. You you absolutely are. And if you're going to do that, you might as well make him confident in the offense. Like, what's the point? of of sticking with a 40-year-old quarterback coming off an Achilles injury if you're going to put him with a coach and a, certainly an offensive coach that he's not familiar with and learning new terminology like you need to be he needs to be focused on staying healthy and getting healthy much more than he needs to be worried about how to implement the offense or like he needs to be immersed in an offense that he knows backwards and forwards playing there's nothing else to do with Rodgers but to make him as comfortable and just trust everything that he wants to do. At least for one more year. And if it fails then that's it. You got to just pretend like last year didn't happen. But of course there are question marks. There are question marks in every team. They have an offensive line to go about rebuilding. No doubt you want to add another uh top notch in my opinion wide receiver whether that they might find that in the draft. They might they might be able to, it's a it's a uh, heavy wide receiver draft. I don't know if they're going to want to trade for Adams. I don't know if that makes a lot of sense. But if you want to get, you can get Evans in free agency, who just had a very good game against the Lions after having a miserable game against the Eagles. But you know what he's done in his entire career? He's a little older. I don't know how, you know, I'm open to that. I don't know if I'd love that, but for next year I would. I don't know the the overall entirety of the contract, would I love it? But next year I'd love it. You pair him up with Wilson. And you got Brees Hall, who absolutely is showing you he's an absolute stud. And the way he performed down the stretch, you've got to, he's going to be he's going to be another year removed from the surgery, with absolutely no limits on him. He's a, he's everything you can want in the back. They need to figure out the offensive line, get a couple more weapons, and this defense. As long as they can stick together and stay healthy, I think this defense is even better than it played last year because, and this is on them because they're professionals. And they shouldn't let this bother them, but they're human beings as well. And we've seen with other defenses and other, you know, uh parts of teams besides just the Jets defense. Their defense no longer believed in the offense, and the 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 weight of carrying the entire team became too much. And they faltered with it and they struggled with it. I think if you give them Aaron Rodgers and a legitimate offense that doesn't put them right back on the field, the, the first half it's three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out, and, you, and the, the defense has four or five possessions, six possessions in the first quarter sometimes. Like, that's what it feels like. They're on the field the entire first half in particular. Like I, I think that hurt the defense. I think this team is far better with Aaron Rodgers. Far. I think you can't even grasp like it's hard to put into terms how much better he makes every part of the team. That's what great quarterbacks do. That's what C.J. Stroud just did for the Texans. I- I'm sorry, I-, I know you saw the you saw the game. You got Tunstall out there in the left tackle. He's a- a-, a a great player, but that's it. That offensive line isn't good. You saw all the holds and penalties they got in that game because they were getting, you know, overrun by Baltimore. CJ Stroud raised that entire organization, that entire franchise to win a playoff game. They won a playoff game. They were the worst team in the league last year. It took a miracle win at the end of the season, not to be the the worst team and get the first pick. Paul in new city. What's up, Paul?
2: Hey, Chris, uh, I respect your work. I like you a lot. Uh Um, you're grasping for straws. You really are. And I'm going to be honest. Yeah. This has nothing to do with me being a Dolphin fan. I'm, uh, I'm 57 years old. Mm-hmm. Been watching this show for uh, 50 years. Right. How can you have any belief that like, you're just guessing that all, everything's going to go right with them, like every Jet fan thinks every year? And that other team's aren't going to improve. What makes you think Buffalo's not going to... Listen, Buffalo... Well, because Buffalo's...
0: The Buffalo has had a window here of being the best team in the division for a handful of years. Buffalo continues to get to a precipice that they can't overcome. They've put money into the team. They're aging. They're going to be in salary cap hell next year. Their their best dynamic of, of... of their quarterback and of Allen and Diggs looks like it's completely fallen apart. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm just, of course I'm speculating. I have no idea what they're going to do in the off season. I mean, I'm just telling you what I've seen and what my thought process is, is that you could see the bills take a step back and your dolphins, no disrespect. I think they're extremely talented. I think the coach is one of the offensive geniuses in the league, but I think they're soft. And I think that if they go on the road in a tough place to play, you've seen this offense. If the, if everything is not perfect and they're not able to run their precision offense and their precision passing game, I don't think they beat good teams. And so as I look over the landscape of the of the of the AFC, if a healthy Aaron Rodgers and they can do some of the things they can do, I believe in the defense. I believe in the skill set still of the quarterback, and I and I think that they are right there. And I still believe they're as good as anyone in the AFC this this side of maybe Kansas City and. And Baltimore. I don't think it's that crazy.
2: Um, first of all, I respect what you're saying about Buffalo, Miami. Um, but they're a lot closer. I have more faith in Buffalo, Miami getting better than the Jets getting better. And, you know, in I don't know how you could possibly
0: game, say that. I don't know how you could. There is no. First of all, let's be fair. You're, your, GM you're star-
2: is your quarterback.
0: Well, you're starting, you're starting from different places, first off. To get better, both of those teams are playoff teams. All right, so for the Jets to get better from where they are is clearly going to be easier. Because to get better means to get better as the Bills, they have to be the one seed. They were the two seed in the AFC championship and the AFC playoffs this year. So for the Bills to get better, like that's a, you know what I'm saying? Like it's easier for the Jets to get better. They're starting from a lesser position. And they're going from whatever you think of Aaron Rodgers. They're going from Zach Wilson to Aaron Rodgers. They're going from Trevor Simeon to one of the great players to ever play the game. How can you? What do you mean? You can't see how they get? You have more. They're clearly going to get much, much better. Whether it's good enough to get where I think they can get, that's a fair discussion. But you can't see how they're going to get better. They're going from one of the handful of best quarterbacks to ever throw a football from Trevor Simeon and Zach Wilson. How? What do you mean you can't see how they can get better? Chris, I
2: think they're going to get slightly better, but I think oh. the other teams who have real GMs. You're the GM of the Jets is Rodgers – uh, very questionable great quarterback, and then these other teams all these other teams you mentioned Jacksonville you mentioned I have more faith than all the other teams in the AFC okay
0: great I don 't know Cowan how the, the Jacksonville Jaguars were, the Jaguars were given a division that they should have won with their eyes closed and blew it and lost six of the last seven games to uh, ruin that they were eight and three I, and couldn't finish it in the one of the worst divisions in football.
2: And the one thing that we haven't touched on, you, you know, you kind of glided over it. The Jets have the worst coach, not in the NFL, out of the four major sports. I follow up. Oh, uh,
0: yeah, I don't. Uh, that's, I mean, you talk about me the speculating. How the hell are you going to do that?
2: Hand-folded.
0: Yeah. He I, I, stands there with his so what does that mean? So court. what? There are guys who do that. There are guys who coach like that. I mean, let me ask you a question. You ever, I mean, how often, when every time they pan to Bill Belichick, he's 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 going crazy and screaming and running up and Back down the it. sidelines?
2: That guy's coaching. Come
0: on now, I, I'm guy. not. I'm not knocking Bill Belichick. He's one of the great, if not the greatest, head coach of all time. What I'm saying is, is you're going by demeanor. Demeanor. What's Bill Belichick's demeanor? Does he run up and down the sidelines, going crazy and screaming at people? He it's left that bri- to Tom Brady. I'm not. Listen, I'm not telling you he's a good coach. Don't tell me demeanor, because now the same thing, the fiery nature, is now the problem with the head coach of the Giants. The screaming and getting in people's faces and, and getting, you know, uh, getting all riled up and fired up is now, it's the same thing that changed the franchise a year ago, and now it's the cause for their failures this year. Losing is losing. You think, you think he's a bad coach because he sits there with his arms folded because he loses. If he won, it would be, hey, he keeps an even keel. His team, his, his team follows suit. They don't get too high. They don't get too low. That's what makes them great. Andy Reid couldn't run up and down the sidelines if he wanted to. Does that, I mean, does, the, does anyone think he's not a good head coach? The guy would be winded. They'd have to pull out a chair from to sit down into if he ran up to yell in someone's face. He's too busy looking at the the, the enormous uh, you know diner menu that he has a as a, as a uh, play sheet. His face is buried in that thing. He doesn't have time to yell at anybody. I don't hear anybody complaining about his coaching style. Sorry, I don't care about his demeanor. I don't care how angry he gets. I don't care about his facial expressions. That's not to say he's a good head coach. You have plenty of arguments to say he's a terrible head coach, namely his record. So I'm not I'm just saying don't give me the nonsense of his facial expressions and his mannerisms on the sideline and tell me he's the worst head coach in all four major sports. I mean that's, it's just ridiculous. I mean, I suppose he he very well might be. I have no idea, but you don't know that. You're just saying that. You're just saying that, don't you know? Aaron Boone coaches in the in one of those four main sports. I mean, come on, stop, stop. And the idea that you you have faith in other teams to get better, the Jets are so the Jets are going to be the most improved team by a mile. It mo- it doesn't mean they'll be good enough, but they'll be the mo- they were miserable. I know the end of the year they beat the Patriots, but let's be honest, they were terrible at times this year. The Jets are going to be one of the most improved teams in the NFL by far. It doesn't mean they'll get on the same level as some of the teams or or as high as I think they could get, but they'll be vastly improved. And I trust them to be vastly improved. And you gotta understand like, again, we've seen bad coaches win with good players, and we've seen great coaches lose with bad players. You think Belichick's an idiot and doesn't have a coach or does he have a miserable quarterback? Like That's what it's about. It's what it's about. I promise you. Robert Sala is going to be a vastly superior head coach next year as long as Aaron Rodgers stays healthy than he's been at any other point in his career with the Jets because he's going to have the best quarterback play. He's going to have the best offense that he's ever had. So I mean, again, not a great head coach under normal circumstances. I would have fired him. It would have been he would have been part of Black Monday, it would have been the the day the season ended, he would have been fired. If they would have rolled with Zach Wilson for a third year or brought in a one year player, or I don't or whatever, like if, if, if they didn't have Aaron Rodgers sitting here waiting in the wings saying, I love the head coach, I would have fired him. I would have fired Douglas, I would have fired everybody. But I'm 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 betting on Rogers being good enough to lift my franchise. And I can't do that if he's you know button heads with a coach he didn't want. Or he's he's learning a new offense, or he's dealing with a coach he might not respect or like and learning new terminology. I want him as that second head coach on the field. I want him to get behind the center. And know every single thing about the offense and what it's going to do, and, and how to shift protection and, and audible out and check to whatever. Like that's what I want. I can't get that if I change the offensive coordinator, and if I change the offensive co- and if I change the head coach, how do I not change the offensive coordinator? Who are you going to bring in here? The only th- the the only real argument I think you could make is Harbaugh and fi- and get rid of. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and start anew. But why would he want to do that? Like that's the only argument for me. If you want to bring in Harbaugh and let him run the show here and and pretty much, you know, move on from Aaron Rodgers and draft a quarterback or do something and just completely start fresh, that's an argument. I probably wouldn't do it because I'm tired of losing and I don't want an, a 14th year of not making the playoffs, but at least that's an argument. I don't I don't really know what else you do. Charlie and Beth Page. What's up, Charlie?
3: Hey, Mac, how you doing? You have a good weekend, my man?
0: I had a decent weekend, sure. It was pretty good. good. Saturday was miserable uh, as far as, like, my opinions on the football game. Then I smartened up and went against everything I thought and had a much better Sunday. Oh,
3: good for you. Good for
0: you. You got to realize when you're dope.
3: Yeah, I, Every, I, I, yeah, that's yeah.
0: that's a great quality in life to be able to quickly realize when you have no read of the situation. And I just had a feeling I was so wrong in the first two games. I'm like, I'm going against myself on the next two, and sure enough, I nailed it.
3: Well, I tell you, I think this might have been one of the toughest NFL years. A uh, lot of lot of games that you you would never thought upset. Take yeah, that. you know, you know what's funny? It was
0: I was looking into, I was listening to a podcast, and they were talking about it. It's actually it depends on how you look at it because the public betting you know John Q public had one of its bet had the best year in like the last ten like the 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 big the big favorites the the betting favorites like they actually did really well and I tend to go against the grain a lot of times and I won't bet with John Q public but they had like the the average guy had a great year this year if you look at the bets like the the sports book actually had a bad year this year.
3: Really? I, yeah. well, I find it fun to believe. But, yeah, it's yeah, true. You know, but listen, from your from your lips to God's ears, I hope everything you're saying about my Jets. Uh, I mean, I'm not happy when you have all these coaches out there and we can be picking one of them. Uh, but, you know, listen, Rodgers runs the team. It seems like whatever he wants, he gets. Well, I hope he's telling them to get an offensive line around them because we haven't had an offensive line since Sanchez was playing, and they had all those guys on that offensive line to protect him, uh, because if you're not going to protect him, he's going to be back getting hurt again next year. Um, and we yeah. need to put weapons.
0: Of course, yeah. And listen, I, you got to you got to just have an average offensive line. You don't need a great offensive line. You just need an average offensive line. I think Aaron Rodgers will help the offensive line. He knows how to get rid of the football. I mean, that was a fluke injury. It wasn't he was getting his – it's not like that happened week six after being sacked ten times a game for six weeks. Like, that was just a fluke. He was avoiding yeah, but the it, rush, and he and – he, yeah, you know, that happens ten it, times a game for every quarterback.
3: Uh, yeah, but still, it was only four plays into the season. If he did play the first two games – he still would have been running for his life with that offensive yeah, line. But I, yeah, but yeah, I
0: don't, I don't think so. He wasn't running for his life. It was like one play. It's four games in. You can't say running for his life. Four, like we that. don't know.
3: What I said was he would have been running for his yeah, life. Yeah, but we don't know that.
0: I'm saying I don't know that. I really yeah, don't I mean, know he that. He gets
3: rid of the ball. He gets rid he of gets the
0: ball. He gets rid of the ball. He, yes, of the ball. he changes things. Thing. He understands protection. Like he does. He does a lot to help. I'm just four plays in. It's tough to say. You know for a fact he have been running for his life. That's all I'm saying, and I don't. I, and the injury wasn't like a bad hit; it was just a fluke thing that happens to every quarterback with good offensive lines, bad offensive lines, whatever. Eventually, you're going to try to av- avoid the rush. You know, I mean, it just happens. That's why I, I think, as much as fix the offensive line, you got to have a backup quarterback. You have to have a legit backup quarterback. They got to go get like Brissett was really good for Washington this year. That would probably be my numero. If I had my druthers, and I could pick any of these. Like, quality quarterbacks to be a backup. Percet played really well when put in. I would love to go get Percet, or obviously Gardner Minshew played very well too. Like, you need a legitimate starting quarterback as a backup. Like, someone who could possibly, who's right on the precipice of being a starter in this league, who's right there. I mean, Minshew almost took the Colts to the playoffs without him. Um, I mean, without the without Richard, like, as a backup quarterback. So I mean that's almost as, that's as important if not more than the actual offensive line. But Yeah, I mean I I just I think he improves everything. I think he improves everything. And I and here's the other thing. I think whatever we think of him and I get it. Aaron Rodgers puts it, Aaron Rodgers says dumb stuff. Aaron Rodgers is a different thinking guy. And if Aaron Rodgers was as influential in certain aspects of last year's team as we all think he was, then he was extremely influential in them having a miserable season. If he was the one who really wanted Zach Wilson to be his backup, that was a mistake. If he was the one who kind of put a kibosh on bringing some other quarterbacks here as it's been rumored, huge mistake. And I blame the Jets really on that one for allowing it to happen, really on both. I mean, you can't listen to them. There's, you want to go get – You want to go get Lazard? Fine. You want to bring in your buddy at offensive line? You know, we could use some offensive linemen. You tell me he's good. You know him? Okay, I can do that. You want to give Boyle a shot at the third-string quarterback because you love him? I can live with that. You want to bring in Randall Cobb as an older veteran who can kind of instill the offense with the wide receiver room and have them on the same page as you and help them along with the program? I'm fine with that. But when it comes to who's going to play if you get hurt, You don't get to decide that. And now that you are hurt, who do I bring in to replace you? You don't get to decide that. So I blame the Jets for that. On some level, yes, I understand giving him what he wants. But on those two scenarios, that's where you have to draw the line. If you get hurt, you can't tell me who plays. (laughs) Plain and simple. Other than that, who you want to play with you? I'm open to it. You want me to go get Lazard? I'm in. Cobb? I'm in. But... After that, and his influence on the team absolutely hurt this year's team. No question about it. And then him getting hurt. But that doesn't mean next year he won't be the reason for its success. And I'm just saying, as I look around the AFC, I, I just feel like right now, I don't feel it's as good as I thought it was going to be. Sam in Brooklyn. What's up, Sam? Thanks for
4: taking the call. Uh, you you got, got it, buddy. right, I feel. If if Rogers if Rogers comes back healthy and that's the key if he's healthy, there's no question everyone's going to get better. The offensive line will look better. The receivers will look better. And I 100 percent think the Jets can win this this division if he's healthy. I mean, the Dolphins are a paper tiger, and the Bills. I, I, I'm I'm through with the Bills. They, I mean, they I, cry about.
0: Yeah, I, I yeah, think. They, I, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry.
4: Not you sure, but they, 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 the Bills they cry all the time. They're the Chiefs they can't get by the Chiefs. The Bills got to stop looking at the Chiefs and start looking at themselves. They are just not the best team in the conference ever. And last year, they got smashed by the Bengals on their home turf. And if it wasn't the Chiefs, it would be somebody else. It would be the Ravens. If they played in the NFC, they'd lose to somebody else. They sit there talking about Mahomes, and we get it. Listen, the Chiefs are the Chiefs, right? But the Bills are just not that good. I, I, you know, I, I, There's no reason that Jeff can't compete with them with a healthy Aaron Rodgers.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think we learned a lot. I, I mean, I think you learned a lot. I And the Dolphins was the one because a lot of people thought going in that the Dolphins would be the best team in the division, and for most of the year they were, and then they faded. They had a couple injuries, certainly defensively, the Chubb and the and the pass rush hurt them uh, down the stretch. But I also think you learned from that dynamic offense that conditions have to be perfect. And, I, you know, unless they get unless they win so many games that they get home field advantage and there's no issue but I wouldn't trust Tua to play in the rain I wouldn't trust Tua to uh, to play in cold weather like that offense has to be pitch perfect and everything and that's a precise passing game that is a uh, on schedule precise passing game that Tua thrives in no doubt about it he thrives in it he doesn't have much of a he doesn't have much of an arm but he is accurate And his specialty is hitting guys in stride. He is the the perfect quarterback for that scheme with with speed wide receivers. Where if you can hit them in stride, the defenders can't catch them. And he is extremely accurate with his short and intermediate passing. That's how the that's. I mean, they go deep sometimes. Don't get me wrong. He'll he'll runs it deep. He can throw it deep occasionally. But I don't think he's got a great strong arm that can throw through whipping winds. He's a, it's a, it's a precise on time, on target kind of offense. And if they get out in the rain or if they get out in the cold, if they have to go to Kansas city, if they have to come to MetLife stadium, if they have to go to Buffalo, if they have to, you know, go to Denver, for example, I don't know, just wherever, I don't trust them in that big game. I don't. And so as I saw them this year, I agree with you. I think they're paper tigers and name me besides the Cowboys Name me a team that the, that the Dolphins beat that was any good. They blew a 14 point lead to Tennessee doing a two point conversion on the first touchdown, by the way. Which I still I, I still can't believe how many people are tweeting at me for that one. I cannot believe it. You guys love math. And maybe we'll get back into it. I really don't want to have, but we got plenty of time for five hours. Maybe I will at some point. But my God. But anyway, yeah, I don't trust the Dolphins as far as I can throw them. I'm telling you, I, I that's what I was I was thinking about today as I was listening, driving in, and um, with my kids at the bus stop, and I saw that you know Geo was knocking him for you know being selfish playing golf, and then Mirage is killing him, saying it's a fake video. He didn't really get the hole in one, and like it's just he's e- he's an easy target right now, and I get it. But something, for whatever reason, something inside me just says we're gonna get to see it. And if so, and we look at all these other quarterbacks, like, and then especially the other thing was Brian Callahan. I don't, you know, he. I, I'm not saying he's the be all end all, and the the reason why Burrow is successful. I'm not saying that at all. But if he gets that job, now you've got Burrow, who we all take for granted as this great quarterback, and the Cincinnati Bengals as a great team. Now. But he's coming off multiple years now, two out of the last three ending his season with injuries. Same as Daniel Jones, last two two out of three years ending it with injuries, or two out of four years, excuse me, whatever. Two major injuries has ended a season, one with his legs, one with his arm, and now he's going to come into the year off of arm in, uh, 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 off of arm issues with the new offensive coordinator. I don't know what the bang. I mean, I think on the in the long term, Bur- Burrow is going to be just fine. He's going to be great. But next year, maybe next year, there's a little bit of. Inconsistent. He didn't play that. He didn't play all that well to start the year this year with a calf injury. So I'm just saying, over the the landscape of the AFC, I don't think it's as daunting as it seemed. Herbert and the Chargers absolutely fell in their face. And I, if Aaron Rodgers is healthy with that Jets defense, why not them? Why not them? Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. All right, one hour down, four more to go on our midnight ride. Plenty to get to. We'll still take your jet calls. Maybe we'll get into the Jets and their uh, the Giants, excuse me, and their quarterback uh, uh, situation. And quite honestly, their divisional situation because they have two teams that are the cream of the crop every single year. But I mean, none of them have won back to back AFC uh, NFC East championships. That's been 18 years or something crazy. But those two teams right now ahead of the Giants are completely in flux. Maybe that division's a little bit easier moving forward. But the Giants need a quarterback, and hopefully they get one in the draft. We could talk a little Giants football. We'll get into the Knicks as they play the Nets later tonight, and obviously the Hart- uh, Isaiah Hartenstein uh, uh, injury could determine could you know if depending on how long he's going to be out. I'm not sure how long, but could the Knicks not only look to add depth at the guard position, but now look for some size as well? Plus, a lot of fun different things. Embiid goes for seventy. Maybe even a little WWE talk as Seth Rollins injury news. We'll have a little fun with everything. And of course, something we haven't heard since 1993 and I've been complaining about since then may be coming our way. I'm looking forward to it. We'll have a little fun.